नमस्ते जय हिंद एंड वेलकम टू एनीथिंग बट फेमस अ पॉडकास्ट वेयर वी एक्सप्लोर द फैसिनेटिंग स्टोरीज ऑफ एवरीडे पीपल हु हैव अचीव्ड रिमार्केबल थिंग्स इन देयर लाइव्स आई एम योर होस्ट अभिषेक सिन्हा एंड आई एम थ्रिल टू बी हियर विद यू टुडे लेट मी टेक अ मोमेंट टू इंट्रोड्यूस माई सेल्फ आई एम अ सॉफ्टवेयर प्रोफेशनल अ वॉन्डर अ रनर अ फिटनेस एंथ्यूजियास्ट अ कुक विद अ पैशन फॉर स्टोरी टेलिंग एंड अ लव फॉर लर्निंग about people and their journeys i started this podcast to share those stories with all of you and to celebrate the amazing accomplishments of those who are anything but famous on this podcast we will be talking to people from all walks of life entrepreneurs artists athletes activists and more and we will explore their unique experiences challenges and successes I believe that everyone has a story to tell and I can't wait to share these inspiring stories with you. So, whether you are looking for motivation, inspiration or just a good story, you have come to the right place. And if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic you'd like me to explore, don't hesitate to reach out. All right. Let's get started with this episode. Namaskar my name is Abhishek Sinha and uh, welcome to all of you in my podcast episode number 3 anything but famous so today i have a child prodigy with me his name is Shivam Shukla and uh, he's a son of my dear friend Vineet Shukla and uh, why i said uh, child prodigy, prodigy is because of the fact that he is just in Sixth grade, soon he'll be getting into seventh grade, and uh, he's full of you know energy. He's full of uh, you know hobbies. He's full of uh, his his interests are uh, very peculiar because at his age, when people are running around uh, across the you know uh, parks with their bat and football, he has uh, you know interest in geopolitics. He had uh, you know uh, you know desire to travel all all around the world, and uh, you know. venture out the food and the culture he wants to uh, you know see the places which have not been you know uh, in the news or which which are not so popular or even even they are popular so let's uh, let's get on with him and see uh, how how and why he wants to do what he wants to do at this tender age and uh, yeah let's let's go ahead and you know talk to shivam so thank you shivam for joining my podcast uh it's a wonderful experience that you know in my third episode i i got a chance to you know invite you and uh, let me be, be very honest i wanted to do this show with you like uh, maybe for a month now but since you were having your exams we thought you know let's not uh, disturb you and uh, today since you have you know gotten off from your exam we i thought you know why not so i took uh, uh, i i took a perf- permission from your uh, father and then here we are we are talking to you and uh, thanks once again so if you can just quickly introduce yourself to my viewers and to my listeners that would be good please go ahead hello everyone my name is shivam shukla i am 11 years old and i study in 6th grade i'm going to 7th grade next month uh, my interest is in geography and geopolitics i has and i also have interest in learning many other different languages and understanding the overall how people live in certain areas and how do they 
like uh, have their food, their culture, and all of that stuff. Have some other stuff, climate. So Shivam, uh, before I jump on to the serious topics with you, but uh, and uh, before I get on to you know uh, the way why why I wanted you to be in this podcast, uh, I would like to know like what is your uh, daily uh, you know routine? Because as a eleven year old kid, I'm wondering. I mean, what what different you are doing with respect to other other people around you, other kids around you that actually make you so uh, you know. special than the rest of the bunch please tell me like how do you uh, you know go about uh, your day to day activity what exactly do you do it's just a very like normal like routine it's not very different from others just like the only thing is that i just get like when i just say when i come to school i come back to school and i get fresh up to my homework after doing homework i have enough time to uh, study about the history and research about it so i dedicate at least like 10 to 15 minutes on seeing about the uh, uh, seeing about different countries their food their culture and seeing just the overall people who have visited the countries and their views of how the country looks like and then after that i go out to play with my friends then we have dinner and the and then is that's a very normal routine that's that's very exciting to know because i'll be i'll be very honest with you i have met you know children of your age and they have very little interest apart from their studies and apart from you know the games that they are you know fond of uh ladies and gentlemen let me just uh, uh, tell you that uh, this uh, little star he has been you know uh, you know he has been you know reading and you know thinking about all those things what uh, you know about the geopolitics geography right from a very tender age i think uh, uh, we met like 2 years back right yeah yeah and so since, at least since then you are you know and um, you are into this uh, hobby and you are into this geopolitics politics about the world and the country etc yeah. so tell me like from where did you get this inspiration or from where did you get this uh, you know hobby of uh, understanding or the curiosity of understanding these things and uh, like the geopolitics the politics and the the geography of the world etc because so i'll be honest i mean at your age nobody would want to know what is happening in iraq or what is happening in syria right yeah. but you as a as a 11 year old kid you would you you love to do that how do how do you do that so if i if i talk about why did i started around geopolitics and geography uh i was very young i think i was like 5 years old and before being interested in geopolitics and geography and all that stuff i was in i was in for astronomy and i love astronomy astronomy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i love to study about different planets moons and uh, the sun the solar system galaxies that used to be in my mind but later when i started to uh, grow up i later i saw a youtube channel Uh, there mm-hmm. was this YouTube channel, and he was a very good uh, guy who explained like all the countries. Uh, so I watched uh, one of his episodes, and I was so surprised that like uh, there are so many like uh, countries around the world which I don't even know of, and there are so many cultures around the world. And uh, I was kind of fascinated, so I decided like why don't just I look in it? I look into it, and later I started seeing more of his. Videos. Then later, 
i started to get interested in each each country day by day it was something like that and then after that i researched about the countries and this is how it went on later i got pretty much interested into geopolitics so uh, at at home uh, your mom and dad you they never you know uh, took it as a surprise that you know at a, i mean as far as i know your father he is a he is good in poetry but not in geopolitics <laughs> right so how did he take it how did he take it i mean was it uh, was it a shock for him because uh, you know i i i'm i'm pretty sure he want you to be a become a very good poet or maybe a big big writer but not as a you know big uh, geopolitics expert in uh, <laughs> So how, how, how did he take it? Yeah, well, actually, he was shocked. Like he is hmm. shocked even today. And when I was young, he used to get. You are still young, by the way. No, but I was. <laughs> no, but I was like seven or eight years old, younger than yeah. his age. Then uh, he he used to be so bored. Whenever I told him about this country, and it it took me like minutes and minutes. Like to tell about this country, he got super bored. So that's why most of the time I just tell everything in short to him, so he understands and he supports me all the time. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one story. I think uh, you were very young when uh, your father was uh, stationed at uh, Chennai. I don't know whether you remember those uh, that apartment or not. I visited you guys, and uh, your father was actually, you know. narrate you know reciting a poetry that he has written to you when i reached your house so uh, i mean i can i can sense that you know how, uh, since he has you know bored you so much with the with his poetry now <laughs> it was your time to <laughs> give him back with all the geopolitics gyan that you had in your mind but well done i mean i'm really proud that you know we are talking all these things with you and uh, definitely i'll i'll speak with vinith after this conversation i'll tell him that uh, you know how 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 talented you are but uh, i must say so let's say uh, let's go to you know some of the questions that i have for you and uh, let i must say that all these questions if i'll ask somebody of my age probably they would not be interested but i know your interest i know you know uh, where, your uh, you know your area where you you know excel uh, which is geopolitics and just to uh, you know give a glimpse of what you are capable of to to my audience to my viewers i would want you to tell me your thoughts about you know the the recent conflict that is happening between you know ukraine and russia what do you yeah. think how how it started and where it is leading towards because it has mo- it has been more than a year now and yeah. nothing is going good for the world okay. so if you talk about the russia ukraine war um, yeah it has been controversial But for understanding the war, we first need to go back to history. So there was so Ukraine has been part of Russia for a very long time. Yeah, that's correct. But there was one time when uh, Ukraine had its own great civilization. It was Kiev and Minsk, and it was a very prosperous, prosperous civilization in Europe. And so later, the Mongols, which from uh, Central Asia, they invaded the area. and they caused yeah. total chaos all around this uh, empire but after the collapse of mongol empire the region started to see something a little changes so there was this uh, russia which was that time only moscow uh, they were the ones who like wanted to expand so there was 
uh, there were so many explorers who expanded Russia and later time to time the kingdom of Moscow grew and later they discovered the lands what we call modern day Ukraine later mm-hmm. after the later after things started to grow and then we had the russian empire the russian empire was a very laid back society like they had very even poor, today they are yeah and very they had they have very uh, poor they were very poor during the time because they were they were less democratic and like less developed than other european nations around them so later what happened is that uh, there was a revolution which took place in russia and that was the russian revolution which happened in around uh, 1918 so in this russian revolution there were a group of communists now karl so first we should understand what is communism so communism was written by karl marx where they said that workers will like rule the country and there will be no any uh, like in capitalism you have an owner and you have a worker which uh, works for the owner but in communism everything is for workers so this ideology spread all throughout russia and the russian revolution started later time to time there was this group of people called bolsheviks and these people started to fight against the imperial russian russian people and later what happened is that they grew grew uh, they grew and they conquered most of russia but during the time many russian colonies like ukraine and other russian colonies were actually uh, broke break away from uh, russia and they became their own country but when communism uh, won all across russia then uh, then lenin there was a person named lenin yeah. and he conquered ukraine then after conquering ukraine he later made like a, a very dictatorship rule all across ukraine and this even led to the worst famines if we know in history the holodomor famine which killed i think thousands or even millions of people in ukraine because there was no uh, food or anything enough food brain yeah, yeah there was no enough food uh, later after sometimes there was more uh, oppression against the ukrainian culture than by the dictatorships after sometimes when ukraine got independence in 1991 Uh, when USSR broke apart from the country, uh, uh, sorry, the USSR, uh, Ukraine broke from USSR. Uh, later, what happened is that uh, time to time, uh, what happened was that Ukraine started to look for more the West. They wanted uh, to see this. There was this huge uh, group of countries which were part of this group called NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and Ukraine wanted to join that. but russia didn't wanted that because yes. russia thought that nato was actually built against russia and ukraine and russia have this very long border which is there so if ukraine joins russia sorry sorry if ukraine yeah, nato then no, uh, okay. it will be huge problem for russia and russian and russian government thought that this would be a very huge problem and so they later uh, kind of you can say bribed the ukrainian president during the time uh, uh, and they later he when he bribed him they promised a few billion dollars and they annexed the region of uh, ukraine called crimea crimea yeah after 2014 there was this huge orange revolution which is forming it spread all across ukraine and people were protesting against the government 
after very long time a new government was elected where the head of the government was zelensky as zelensky was very pro western so and he's a comedian yeah yeah he's a comedian he first started as a comedian and he was in a show where he became yeah. president of ukraine but now yeah. he is the president of ukraine so this is what it is and later what happened is that uh, russia later thought this was a threat to their country and they even told zelensky as a as i think i should not say this because this is a podcast but as a hitlers you can say that's all right i mean uh, don't worry about it just go ahead don't worry about what needs to be said or not you are just 11 nobody yeah. will say anything hitlers subject you can say something like that uh, yeah. but many people were against him because zelensky was a child of a jewish family so this mm-hmm. So later, what happened is that Russia thought it as a threat, and they invaded Ukraine. And this is how basically all the things started. And Belarus joined the war up in yeah. the north. No, they have not joined the war. Technically, they are not fighting right now. But yes, indirectly, they are supporting Russia and kind of yeah, obstructing yeah. Ukrainian yeah. support. Yeah, but during the early wars, what was that? That many Russian soldiers and forces were actually in Belarus, which were fighting mm-hmm. from the north. Because in the north, a very strategic city, Kiev, the capital city mm. of Russia, sorry, of Russia, of Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, Ukraine is there. So they wanted to invade that, but later, after like few months, Ukraine later gained all of these territories. And currently, mm-hmm. now, if we talk about the war, most of the Russian forces are in the eastern part of the country, rather than the more north or western part. Western part is, according to me, is a safe zone because they are very far away from the war. From the war, from yeah, the war, yeah, absolutely war. right. Yeah. So, what do you think? I mean, where where this war is heading? Uh, I mean, as a as a eleven year old, and whatever you know information you have, what do you think? What is going to be the you know the end game for this war? Who will win? Who will lose? Or nobody will win? I How think this war war may escalate or may not. I feel like that if anyone, no one will win or lose. Uh, the both are going to lose. Both are going to lose because Russia has because of the sanctions put against Russia. Russia is also mm-hmm. seeing lots of economic uh, downfall, and many of the people have empty shelves because of it. Uh, but uh, but uh, I, I I don't know whether you have realized or not, but Russian ruble has actually gained strength yeah. since the war has started. The reason uh, reason behind it is because India is is, is heavily buying yeah. Russian uh, crude oil, Russian and then oil, yeah. China Ch- China is also buying uh, you know yeah. Russian crude oil, and then even European Union are not. I mean, even though they have put the sanctions, but they cannot stop buying the oil yeah, and the yeah. gas because of the fact that Russia is in the proximity, and you know they do not have any other alternate source yeah. to procure the ga- gas and the oil in in the mid of uh, you know this winter. Yeah. So. Thing is that Russia is one of the largest producers of oil and gas. So if yes. Europe stops this, this will be a like a huge problem for Europe. And even if they buy from other countries like Qatar or UAE, it's gonna take more longer time. As yeah, Russia had very good proximity. And I don't know why is this happening, but the Western part of the Western are saying, are telling against India that they should not buy crude oil from Russia. And I, and But I if you see, Russia actually, uh, Europe buys Europe what buys, India buys yeah. in 
Russia buys in one day what India buys in one month or maybe two three months. Yeah. So that's a that's, that's a hypocrisy. They are running uh, all around the world that okay, India is you know heavily buying the uh, the oil while uh, you know these people are anyways buying this equivalent amount of oil in one day or equal amount of energy in one day. So that's something which is very peculiar. But anyways, let's let's get on to uh, to the next question that I have. I mean, I I'll be very honest and I'll be very you know uh, I'm very surprised. I must say that. at your age where you should be talking about tom and jerry and you know he man and uh, you know any other uh, you know cartoon character you're talking about and 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 you're not even talking about but you have your facts right you have all your history behind you you have your facts backed up by various you know uh, the arguments and i'm really i i'm really really really, really impressed the way you have you know narrated this entire conflict and you have gone back to the days when you know when russia uh, annexed ukraine and all that stuff so you know 1000 points out of 100 to you all all credit goes to you only nobody else and uh, let's get on to the the, the next uh, you know discussion that i i wanted to have because i know you have that interest and that's why i thought we you know we can have another uh, round of this kind of you know discussion and that is around uh, you know the problem that our western neighbor which is afghanistan as well as pakistan are facing i mean I, i'm sure you are aware yeah. that you know now taliban has you know taken over uh, yeah. the economic crisis in pakistan yeah yeah so if you can just you know talk about and you know you can just apprise that what do you think that how uh, how this is going to end for pakistan and what what repercussions will pakistan have in have will have in the future and uh, how should india and what's india's role in all this thing if you can, if you have any insights about it okay tell so me if i talk about the future of pakistan um i really feel like that as pakistan is collapsing right now like it's really collapsing and as you can see now there is an involvement of taliban also in pakistan we have heard the news in the region of khyber pakhtun up in the more cool. area yeah, yeah. Uh, there are many taliban forces so that who have yeah tehreek e taliban pakistan yeah so they have taken over so i said talk about the future of pakistan it has been very good um and if and i really think that if the uh, really think that as the future is not very good i really wish for the pakistani people to like recover from all this economic crisis and pakistan itself to recover from all of this crisis and uh, i really don't know what will be india's role i really not know um but as india is a very helpful country as you can see it has helped turkey in the turkey syria yeah in the crisis the yeah, earthquake yeah. crisis yeah, yeah absolutely right so i think but, india but before you go on i i, I will just uh, interrupt you and i will ask you do you think that india should pitch in as a uh, as a elder brother and help pakistan right now because pakistan has been you know a pain in the neck for 75 years for us so do you think that we should be you know going and you know feeding them and then uh, down the line they'll once they'll be strengthened and then once they'll regain the power they will again you know go bike back bike uh, uh, sorry bite back us so what do you think well uh, let's take like let's take turkey for example ah sure uh, yeah so let's go ahead turkey syria earthquake took place Indians have feel the threat from Turkey for many times, and uh, Turkey hasn't been a very good friend of Pakistan. Sorry, India, 
and yeah. uh, turkey uh, has betrayed india multiple times and many of the politicians turkish politicians have said very bad things about india but india still they ignored all being of india has ignored all those things and you know yeah. still went ahead and, and helped them during their crisis yeah and helped them uh, if i talk about pakistan i think it will be if i talk about i think 80% of india may not help but there may be 20% where india can help and i think that 20% is like more uh, important i think really that because even though pakistan is like uh, has did many bad things against india uh, they are still our brothers that is like if we talk about it we have the same uh, the language the language of urdu and hindi uh, they say hmm. but the writing system is a little different but i still feel like that it was a media will not help i still feel even i feel the same thing yeah. but uh, let's go on to our uh, other neighbors like uh, how do you feel uh, our relationships have grown with uh, with our uh, northern neighbors like uh, nepal and china what do you think i mean because over the period of time earlier we used to be like uh, brothers and sisters with the people of uh, nepal but now over the period of time when you know that the communist government have taken yeah. over the, the nepal uh, this the, the country of nepal and now we are still in the, it, we have this mixed relationship you know so what do you think about that uh, i really don't know what to say but i feel like the relationship between india and nepal i have seen has like you know have got very less and like it is deteriorating i can say deteriorating was that word deteriorating yeah so i think it's really like falling apart the both relationship china has been our rival for like like just maybe i think two or three years for very long time china has been rival since 1968 so yeah, 1968 so, 68. 68. so it's, it's not a new rivalry but yes earlier they were uh, they were they were not having those many resources to yeah. you know put pressure on their neighbors but now they are bullying and they are trying to you know yeah, yeah. do whatever they can and that's that's all right that's their nature we cannot help them yeah. so that that's completely fine but yes you are absolutely right with nepal i think uh, the government both the government should work closely and you know better the better their ties mm-hmm. i know many people uh, in india who come from nepal and work as a as you and your uh, your father you know work the way we do it here in india so in a way when they are like us I mean, they are us to be honest the nepalese yeah. bhutani people they all are among ourselves i mean there is no there, you, you will not be able to find any difference yeah there is not a lot of difference actually yeah. and there is no border to be honest uh, i mean if you yeah. go uh, go towards the border go at the border you not see any fences or any kind of you know restrictions people can yeah, even freely in and out especially in bhutan where they have like three highways to get to india yeah so. yeah now that's good uh, so uh, let's let's go to some little less geopolitical topic because now we are you know having this conversation for 25 minutes i'll just take a couple of more minutes from you and we'll want to ask you that what are your future plans what do you think i mean after uh, you you know uh, reach to that uh, you know stage of adolescence and then you would i mean definitely you would have thought that okay this is the this is my future path or this is what you want to do of course uh, uh, 
right now you are at a, at a, at an age where you know people come with uh, their career plans after every week that okay today i want to be become a pilot today i want to become a astronomer or today i, I mean the, the other day i want to become a maybe a politician so at this point of time uh, what's the date today i think 12th march yeah. 2023 what's in your mind what what do you want to be uh, become when you'll grow up when you'll have attain a degree and also what, what's your uh, thought about it uh, so when i will grow up i really want to become a geologist uh, or mm-hmm. a historian and as i'm mm-hmm. trying to learn so many languages right now i am thinking mm-hmm. uh, to be a polyglot do you know polyglot yeah people yeah. who can speak multiple languages yeah, multiple languages so, so how many languages you are learning right now i am learning burmese uh, right burmese now. i mean that's yeah. an interesting choice because hardly anyone i have found saying that a person i mean somebody wants to learn burmese and why is that a choice for you well the choice is, is, is because um it's just very it's just very interesting oh, uh, that's the writing, good i just found the writing system and i just love this so okay. i'm thinking what will be the sound that <laughs> what else marathi you must be learning through school yeah. and hindi you are learning uh, you know yeah, it's because it's your mother tongue yeah. and english we are speaking with So what else? I mean, now I can see four languages coming from your mouth. Which is the fifth one? So the fifth one, uh, I really want to learn the Russian language. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I have. That's great. I have a Russian language book actually. I'm learning the Russian mm-hmm. language because it's like very popular. Like and you know it's it's very sweet language. Yeah. I've been to Russia and people are so friendly and the way they speak it's 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 very I mean I should not say this but uh, if I have to you know uh, criticize west on something yeah. it must be on the lines of you know demonizing russian culture and re- demonizing russian people because in yeah. every western movie you will see you know the gangster would be a russian yeah. guy or he will be like a villain or something but that's not the case i mean not the entire russia <laughs> is a gangster yeah. so i mean uh, if you are if you're learning russian uh, i must tell you they have got 56 alphabets so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instead like so they have got 56 alphabets and uh, every every alphabet you know sounds differently and yeah. and you'll you'll find you know nice things Uh, in Russian literature, etc. And uh, uh, since you have... is actually very popular uh, mm-hmm. in Europe also and in even Asia also. Russian literature yeah. is widely known all across the world. Mm-hmm. Many many Russian authors uh, have written very great books. I haven't read them, but I know they are great. No, you surely will because you are planning to read, uh, I mean, learn Russian. So definitely, you'll come across some of the good literature, and yeah. you'll come across some of the good people who can, you know, speak with you and can en- enhance your knowledge about the imperial Russia or the Russia in the present time. And if you see, Russia is the biggest country by uh, by at least an area, and it it spans across Europe as well as in Asia. Yeah. So and at one at one point in time, maybe I'm sure you must be aware of it, that Russia w- was also having a fair amount of land in the North America, which yeah, is now yeah. called Alaska, had, right? Yeah, Alaska, yes. It's so Russian, 
They sold it at seventy-five uh, cents or maybe ten cents yeah, a, 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 a kilometer square or something, and now Americans have recently found out uh, big uh, yeah. oil and gas oil reserves and, and all. Petroleum, yeah. Yeah. So they must be, you know, wondering that what happened? Why did yeah, we sell I it? I regret right? this right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, th- that that is something which I always uh, you know wonder that based on what you know thought. Of course, there must have been some operational challenges which they they would have thought about, and yeah, but yeah. now I mean they must I be think thinking. The, I think the main operational challenge will be because the land area is so big; it is hard to govern all of these areas. It's also hard to unite Absolutely. because Russia is a very like diverse country. Culturally diverse. Culturally um, yeah, I've I've traveled to Russia and even from. uh you know from a small uh, landmass that that i have covered i have seen you know vast cultural changes yeah. people are of different ethnicity people speak different russian because they speak russian and because that the language act, actually unites the entire nation but then they have you know their sub dialects etc and if you go yeah. from east to west the cultural uh, change that you will see is phenomenal because in 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 the western side you will see a lot of uh, european influence and as you move towards uh, you know central asia and towards the eastern asia you will see a lot of things that are changing the food habit changes because of the vegetation and because of the weather so i'm sure when you grow up little bit I, i'm sure you will you would love to go there and venture out those uh, those places so yeah tell me if we go to the more like eastern Yeah, more eastern part of Russia, the more culture changes, the more language changes, and like so many different Siberian, uh, yes, all around. It's very diverse, and also you have not only in Russia, but if you go to other regions as well, like in Central Asia, if we talk about, then over there you also have like many other different uh, the tribes and. other different cultures all around so by, by the way do you, do you know uh, do you know the conf- uh, the conflict uh, of vladivostok the conflict of vladivostok the, the, because Vlad- Vlad- yeah vladivostok is the easternmost city yeah, the eastern, yeah. of russia that yeah. you know that which is uh, you know a bordering uh, city that touches upon north korea that touches upon china and yeah. you know it is very close to japan and that is the city which uh, you know was in news as well because uh, you know china wants to uh, w- wants to have that city and then north korea also wants to <laughs> you oh. know uh, uh, you know uh, is is putting a claim on it and then russia anyways yeah. <laughs> has it uh, as a as its port city because that's a port city from where they are planning to you know send russian crude oil towards yeah. southeast asia so that's that's yeah. uh, that that was the context which i was talking about that it was recently in the news and uh, that's how you know russia plans to uh, you know sell their oil to southeast asia and china yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah. please please go ahead that america i think has created a whole trap around russia because Uh, because Russia has like two very major ports. One is in Saint Petersburg, and one yeah. is located at the Black Sea, and most of all the crude oil. But the problem is, all of these important ports are surrounded by NATO members, and it's very challenging for them in many times. 
and and have you realized one fact the, the other port that you're talking about which is in the black sea yeah that is a very small landmass which is owned by russia otherwise there are other countries which are circling that piece of land yeah, which is yeah. lithuania and uh, you know the other baltic nations yeah, and yeah. that's where you know russia has got a problem because that's a worrisome point for them because russia doesn't have a direct presence over there right yeah. so that's that that's you're absolutely right in your analysis that uh, you know russia is trying to sell their oil through vladivostok but that's that's incredible from your side that you are actually getting into the nitty gritties of you know these geopolitical uh, stuff and you know you're enjoying and I, to be honest i am enjoying discussing these things with you reason being uh, i don't find you know people who are you know so much into these kind of things and uh, i must say that we can you know have a, this a weekly conversation together where you know we can uh, have you know one uh, uh, one small such 30 minutes conversation where we can have you know discuss a geopolitical issues of the week i mean that that would be uh, you know a kind of a proposition from my side when you have if you have time and if your parents permit we can have you know a weekly uh, you know discussion on such topics and it will be wonderful to have you know your views uh, because you are the future of uh, of uh, of our country and it it would be really wonderful to understand and uh, you know take your views into uh, into the consideration because that's how things are going to shape up for uh, for us for for the future so having said that uh, thank you for uh, giving your time and uh, it it's wonderful and uh, i mean it's an eye opener for me because when i was at your age i had no clue about what is happening around the globe i'll be very honest and i'm i i'm still 1000% sure that you know kids of of your age they have no clue about what is going around the world or what is going around in any other country or in their neighborhood also all they are worried about is their tv channel video games and the homeworks so thank you very much shivam for the time and uh, i must say we must connect one more time and if possible check with your parents if we can do it as a weekly you know uh, podcast for our geopolitics discussion that would be wonderful yeah, sure okay so thank Bye. you it was a pleasure to meet you thank you thank you have a good one bye thank you for listening to this episode please subscribe if you like the content